Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to do a basic router configuration review. We'll be discussing topology, configuration commands, verification commands, and then we'll look at how to filter command output. This episode is part of my series on switching, routing, and wireless essentials for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Here's a topology that you could probably run into. We have some routers in the middle that are gonna do routing between different networks. In here, we have several different networks. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, and then the internet. So we got at least six networks plus the internet, lots of networking going on. So the, the routers need to know how to route. We've got directly connected networks. We have remote networks. We have local area networks that have IP version four addresses, IP version six addresses. We're assuming that you're running some sort of routing there, static routes, dynamic routes, however you have that configuration. All the PCs can connect to each other and finally connect into the internet. And this is a lot of times what we consider a standard default topology for learning and examples like this. As we look at it, there's some basic commands that we, we should be familiar with as we go through the configuration of the routers. Starting up here, we do the enable command configure T to get us into global configuration. One of the first things you should do is set, set our host name. Setting that host name changes your prompt. That way you can identify what device you're on fairly quickly. Now, if all of your devices have the name router and you got a hundred routers on your network, it could be kind of confusing. You could lose track of where you are. All of a sudden you're configuring one router as a different router and your network just isn't going to work because you do that. So one of the first things I recommend doing is setting up that host name to be something descriptive for you. Enable secret class that sets our um, privilege exec password. Then we do some access control. You've got basically two ways to access your router, either through the console port or through virtual terminal emulation across the network. The console cable is what you do for the initial configuration. And so for this example, you probably just pulled this device out of a box and you're doing some initial configuration on it. And it started off with no configuration. How I can make that guess is it says router as your initial password or sorry as your initial host name there's no passwords to get into the different modes so i'm assuming you just pulled this out of the box or you just did a reset on it and there's no password so one of the first things you need to do is set up your passwords here we're looking at setting up the console line con zero zero once again here stands for you only have one console connection on that device computers start counting with zero so it's line con zero Coming in here, we do logging synchronous. We set up our password as Cisco. And once again, remember you set the password as Cisco, but then you need to tell the login process to use that password. So set the password, then tell the login process to use that. We exit out. Then we come into your virtual terminal emulations. Now there are actually 16 virtual terminal emulations, VTY connections you can have. But there's kind of like two groups of them. The, the first group is the first five virtual terminals. And then you can use all 
all 16 of them. By default, you should at least do a virtual or the configuration for your virtual terminal of zero to four, taking care of your first four. I don't like to do the first four. I like to do all 16. So I, I typically do zero to 15. Once again, computers start counting with zero and that covers all the possible ways. Once you, once you determine if you're gonna do zero to four or zero to 15, you set your password. Once again, you have to tell the login process to use that password. If you're gonna do something other than uh, just Telnet, if you're gonna do SSH or something like that to connect into your device, you gotta change your transport. That's what we see here. We're doing transport input, and then we say first use SSH. If that doesn't work, then we'll try using Telnet. Exit out. One of the last things you should, or I guess I shouldn't say one of the last things, one of the next things you should do is this command right here, service password encryption. That's gonna set all the passwords that are stored in clear text. They're gonna go through and hash them. Now, technically it's not encrypted. They use a hash algorithm where if you could grab that command, if you could grab that hash, anywhere from like eight to 10 digits long, you could go to a website and it'll re-engineer it for you. So it's not necessarily encrypted, but it allows the people that look over your shoulders at your configs, they can't easily remember a bunch of eight or 10 random characters. Now, if they copied and pasted it and put it into a website on, online, they could see what your password was at that point, but just people looking over your shoulder, that's it. And so that's what this does. Now, what passwords is this? Here are two examples. Up here on your virtual terminal and on your console connection, those two will get encrypted. Or I shouldn't say encrypted, it'll be hashed. In that example, it could come back saying A1, two, eight c j q z or something like that it'll sit it'll be hashed at that point in time last last thing in this example right here is you should set your banner message of the day this is what they'll get when they first connect into your device before they even log in it is a good practice to always put some disclaimer in there about unauthorized access is prohibited normally write up something, find some examples online, have your lawyers give you approval that this is that this is acceptable and put it in there. If you don't put that warning there and somebody breaks into your system, they can go, well, I was never told I can't be here. I mean, most people know you shouldn't be, but you explicitly didn't tell them. And so it's a good thing to do that. The, something else to remember with banner message of the day. It starts with a character. A demarcation character or something like that basically i use any of the shift one two three four five um characters exclamation at sign pound sign dollar sign percentage sign you can use any one of those and then where that character appears next is the end of your banner message of the day and so what happens here is banner message of the day pound sign and they hit enter Mark that up a little bit better. They go ahead and type this message in here. Banner message of the day, pound sign. And then they hit enter and you get this enter text message and with a new line and the pound sign. And so you can go in here and enter multiple lines of information in. First line here is a bunch of asterisks, the shift eight key. Then we have our warning about unauthorized access is prohibited. Then we have a third line of a bunch of asterisks again. Now to end this, 
What you have to do is hit enter, get to a clear line, and put that same symbol you started with right here. Put that same symbol in there. And then that takes you out, and you will be at the prompt where you just started. Your router name, and then the config. So global configuration mode. That'll appear right here, r1config. I hope you are liking this episode on basic router configuration review. If you have the time, please leave a comment and let me know what you think about basic router configuration. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. A couple other things we should be familiar with as we go through and set up our routers. The command here, IP version 6 space unicast routing. That turns on IP version 6 routing. By default, IP version 6 routing is not turned on. You have to manually turn that on. IP version 6, IPv6 space unicast-routing, that turns it on. Then we go into the configurations of our interfaces. They all kind of follow the same procedure. From global configuration mode, you put interface, and then the name of the interface, and then you the type of the interface and then exactly which interface it is. So here we're going into interface gigabit ethernet zero slash zero slash zero. First thing, one of the first things you should do is put it in a description. I really like putting in descriptions at least to tell me where I'm connecting to. Here you can say it says it's a link to LAN one. And what that would mean to me is this is the default gateway to LAN one. This is that how I get into LAN one. Then you set your IP. Then you set your IP address. Here, this is IP version four address. You put in the address. You put the subnet mask. Then it's basically the same command. If you're going to put an IP version six, except you put the V six in here, and you put the address, and you put your IP version six address. And this is your global unicast address. And then you put your prefix at the end. How much is the network portion? How much is the host portion basically of your IP version six address? When you set your IP version six global unicast address, you should always set your link local address. That's what this command right here does. IP version six address FE80 colon colon one. IP version six, the default gateway for your link local address has been set up to be that address FE80 colon colon one. And then to finish the command out, you're going to say link local at the end. That specifies that this is your link local address. Of course, once we get done configuring our, our interfaces, physical interfaces are turned off by default. They're deactivated. What we have to do is activate them. How we activate it is the no shutdown command. That's our basic configuration for our interfaces. Notice as we work through here. Our IP version four address, we have a different network portion here. Our third interface, we have a different network interface. So each one of these interfaces on this router has different network portions for the different gigabit ethernet faces, or sorry, the two gigabit ethernet and the one serial connection. The global unicast addresses, they're different. The network portion right here, that fourth position, We've got a one, a two, and a three. Those identify them as different network. But our link local addresses, they are the same. FE80 colon colon one. FE80 colon colon one. 
FE80 colon colon one. How can they be the same? Remember, a link local address is only valid on that local area network. When we travel to a different network, we go through a router and go out another interface, those old link local addresses, the one that started with FE80, they don't matter anymore. They're, they're not valid. You have to relearn all of that for the new network. And that's how we can have the, the default gateway, the link local address of that router connection be FE80 colon colon one. We have some verification commands as we program our routers. We do the configurations on them that we should be familiar with. Show IP interface brief gives you a listing of the interface, the status, if there's an IP address configuration set up on there. Show router, show running config, and then putting in the interface and the interface number. What that will do is show you the running configuration. Remember that running configuration is how that device is set up right now. That's what's in RAM for that. Now you could do the show running config and get all of your information and you'll just have to go through and find the section you're looking for or you could put interface and then the actual interface number. So you could type in show running dash config interface and then F018. And that would just show you the information for fast ethernet zero slash 18. Show interfaces. And show IP interfaces gives us more information about what the how the interface is configured. Show IP route gives us our routing table, what networks we know how to get to, what interfaces they're connected out of. If we have a default gateway, or sorry, a, a gateway of last resort, a default route setup. And then the other command that you should use is ping. That'll tell you, do I have connectivity to the other devices? If ping doesn't work, the other command I do like to use is the traceroute command. T-R-A-C-E-R-O-U-T-E. -E, all one word. And that will go through each hop, each router, and try to connect to it. And that will give you an idea of where your connection breaks. And so if you're trying to ping from one device through eight other routers to get to its destination and it doesn't work, it fails somewhere along there. If you do that trace route, it'll at least give you an idea. Does it fail right away? So I have to look at my connections. Does it fail halfway through? So maybe between router four and five, I have to start looking at that area of the network or does it fail when it gets there? Maybe it's a firewall on that end device or something like that. But these are some verification commands you should know. And all of these right here are IP version for commands. Anything that's listing in here that says show IP, those are IP version four. IP version six, what you have to do is you have to change that IP to IP version six. And so up here for show IP interface, the IP version six um, command of that is show. And I'm just gonna do shorthand. All you have to do is type SH and then IP V6, that'll do version six and then interfaces. And so that's the IP version six version of that command. On all of these commands, on all of these show commands, we can filter out the output. We can only show certain amounts of it. 
when you do a show run, you're going to get all the configurations and it, it, they could be six, eight pages full of text long. And you're just concerned with a certain portion of that. What we can do is we can filter it out. You type in your show command, show running, and then you put in what we call the pipe sign. That is the key above the enter key, but the shift part of it, it's a vertical line. And after that, you can say, what am I going to filter out? Now, there are some, there are four different parameters you can use for filtering. You can filter on the section. You can filter on including certain words. So like if it says Ethernet, give me all those lines that say Ethernet. Exclude anything that says Ethernet. And it won't show you, it'll show you every line except the ones that have Ethernet in. Or you can use the begin and say, um, you put your pipe sign in there and you say begin and then put Ethernet. And so the first time it sees that word Ethernet, it's going to start showing you everything, including that line in after it. So different ways to filter out your command commands and get to that information you need right away. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on basic router configuration review. If you like this episode and you got value of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on switching, routing, and wireless essentials for the CCNA. Thank you so much for watching this episode on my series on switching, routing, and wireless essentials for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.